Okay, let us start our discussion of Parshas Vayishlach. A lot of uh, special in Yanim tonight, uh, as we try to have uh, every week. But uh, let's start off with the, uh, the story of Yaakov heading back to meet his brother Esav. So Vayishlach Yaakov Malachim Lofanov. Um, the parsha starts off Yaakov on his trip back. We will just to give a give a heads up. We will have another thought on the on the story of Yaakov heading back. It'll be a little out of order. The last thought of the night, but it's just that I found it last night. That's why it'll be a little out of order. But I couldn't not mention it. So hopefully uh, we'll have that at the end. But let's start off little by little. The parsha starts off. Yaakov sends Malachim in front of him to his brother. He's on his way back. He doesn't know what it's going to be like, what type of meeting it is. He's very nervous. So he sends up ahead on his way back. Rashi quotes, Vayishlach Yaakov Malachim, Malachim Mamish. He sent real angels. Pretty amazing. Yaakov has the power to send real angels. Not only God sends angels, but Yaakov sends angels. Malachim Mamish. He wanted to make sure that Esav knew who, who he was dealing with. But if you look at the Medrash, the Medrash really has two versions. Rav Moshe, in source number one, quotes the Medrash. Really, there are two in the source. Rashi only quotes one opinion. But if you look at the Medrash, there are two opinions. One actual angels and one messengers. He sends shluchim. And asks Rav Moshe, what was the purpose of sending angels? The purpose was to check out what Esav is up to, to bring the presence to Esav, to try to show Esav that Yaakov didn't have the brachas mekuyam in him. So why would Yaakov have had to send angels? Shehu davar nisi, which was a miraculous uh, usage of events, he could have sent regular people. He could have sent some of his own family, some of his own entourage. And yet, Yaakov chooses to send Malachim, at least according to one opinion, and that's the only opinion that Rashi quotes. So why does he choose that? What is the message that he wants to send angels and that Chazal tell us that he sends angels? We even know, the Gemara and Brachas tells us, that when we have a miracle performed on our behalf, we lose some of our Zchuyos. We have to kind of ch- cash in a little bit. That's why the, the tzaddikim didn't like a nace happen for, happening for them, because then they said, oh, uh, you know, it cost me. So they'd rather not. So here, why, why did it happen? And even according to the other opinion, says Rav Moshe, that it was just regular human messengers, why are they called malachim in the Torah Shebech We know the word malach sometimes refers to a human being. Moshe Rabbeinu is called a malach later on in the Torah. But, why would this usage have been used here? So says Rav Moshe, an idea which we've mentioned in other contexts, but he says it right here. Line 8 in source number 1. The ultimate perfect individual, the one who has reached perfection uh, in his relationship with God, If a person realizes that everything around them is from God, everything that happens in life is from God, there's really no difference between nais and teva, how we see it. Everything comes from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. The only difference is what we're used to and what we're not used to. Nivra 
since we know that even even nature is from God, yesh me'ayin, Hashem creates something from nothing every single second of the universe. We say in davening every day, mechadish b'chol yom tabin, my separatious. Hashem recreates the universe every single second of every single day. In the chanis God yosem that's the greatest miracle in the world, that the world continues to exist. So God can do whatever He wants at any second. And we believe this even though we don't see, quote-unquote, what we call a miracle. As someone once said, we know that Mother Nature has a father. Right? And that's what, that's what we believe. So really, miracle, nature, it's all just what we're used to. The Nimsa, I think we quoted this last year from the the Meshachachman B'chukosai. Venera source, line 14. Other Rabbi, just the opposite. Shaham mispayel mines yoser. If I am so amazed at a miracle, so then huksas ktanos amana. It somewhat reflects that I don't realize as much as I should and I don't recognize as much as I should that God is in charge of everything. Not just the miracles, but even nature. So says Ramosha. When Yaakov Avinu sends Malachim, from his point of view, they're all the same. Malachim, Manashim, Yaakov achieved Shlemus. What do we read later in the Parsha? But he came to, to, to Shem, Shalem. Rashi quotes Shalem Begufo, Shalem Bemamono, Shalem Betarasso. He was perfect. He already achieved Shlemus. So says Moshe, that's the emphasis of the Torah here. Whether he actually sent Malachim or even if he sent men, the Torah calls them Malachim to show us and to tell us this idea that Yaakov Avinu reached, that in his mind there was really no difference between men or angels, between nature and Tev. Says Ramosha, maybe this also helps us understand the Gemara in Sanhedrin. The Gemara in the last part in Sanhedrin, the Tzadik Dalid, I gave it to you in source number two, quotes the following, Amar Bitanchum, Dorosh Bar Kapara Bitsipori. Sipori, just a couple hours from here, right? This is what Bar Kapara Darshan there. There's one Pasuk in Navi that has a memsophist, right? An endomem, right? Uh, in the middle of a word. There's one time in Navi. So that's what the Pasuk the Gemara is referring to. Why all of a sudden in the middle of this word do we have a mem, a closed mem in the middle of a word? Says the Gemara, Mashiach. Hashem wanted to make Chizkiyo HaMelech, one of the Malchah Yehuda from the lineage of David HaMelech. Chizkiyo was a tremendous tzaddik. Hashem wanted to make him Mashiach. He wanted to bring an end to the Galus and that we would never leave. V'sancherev Gogumagog, V'sancherev Melech Ashur, who surrounded Yerushalayim, he wanted to make that Gogumagog and that would be the end of days. That would be it. Amram, and he's about to do it. Amram Midas Hadin Lepnei HaKadosh Baruch Hu. But the Midas Hadin... The attribute of justice says to God, Rabboni Shalolam, is that really right? Is he really worthy? Why? If David said so many songs in front of you, you didn't make David Mashiach. And he was unbelievable. David, how much he sang to you? How much he praised you? Look at what Nisim he did for him. The whole Sancherib, the whole Asher was wiped out overnight by a moth that went through the camp. And the siege was over. And what happened? Chizkiyo didn't sing Shira in front of you. Mashiach. He's going to be Mashiach? You didn't make David Melech Mashiach. So Chizkiyo Melech. He didn't even sing after he did just tremendous miracles for him. 
You can't make him Mashiach. Nistatem. Kaviyachol, kaviyachol, no answer was given by God. And that's the closed mem. Sasum, closed up. Miyad, all of a sudden, the Gemara continues, Pascha Haaretz. The Aretz calls out, Va'amra Lafanav and says, Rebona Shalolam, Ani Omeris Lafanecha Shira Tachas Tzadik Zeh. Says the Aretz, you know what? I'm going to send Shira, right over there. I'm going to say Shira instead of that Sadik. Va'asito Mashiach, make it Mashiach. Pascha Va'amra Shira, and he started saying Shira. That's the story. Cheskiyot doesn't say Shira, so the Midas Adin says that's not right. And all of a sudden the land says, I'll say, I'll say Shira. So, number, two questions. Number one, why not Cheskiyot sing Shira? What was the problem? Cheskiyot, he was a Tzadik, he was a Melech, he was unbelievable. He's one of the greatest Tzadikim. Right? He taught tremendous uh, taught Torah to Am Yisrael. So why didn't Cheskiyot say Shira? Number one. And number two, what does it mean? Because Cheskiyot didn't say Shira, the Aretz, the land, so you know what? I'll say Shira instead of him. How does that help? How does the land say Shira help that Chizkiyo didn't say Shira? Says of Moshe, no, unbelievable, based on what we said. You know why Chizkiyo didn't want to sing Shira? Because he felt that if he sings Shira now, so then that will reflect that he thinks God is involved here, but maybe not involved in every day. What do you mean? God didn't destroy Asher yesterday, but he was just as involved in the world as he is today. So if I'm going to sing Shira now, that will show, that will, people will say, oh look, the king's singing Shira now. But yesterday God wasn't involved? That's why Chizkiyo didn't want to sing Shira. Line 23, back to source number one. Shekavanis Chizkiyo, Mashalo Amar Shira. Why didn't he say Shira? Mishib Shalo, Havile Hispalos Mianis, Yoser, Mimhaya Bederachatela. From Chizkiyo's vantage point, Nais and Tava were the same thing. He wasn't more affected by it. He knew God was in charge of everything. Every moment. If he would have sung Shira at that moment, He would have minimized what God does daily. So that's why Chizkiyot didn't sing Shira. Fine. Midas Adin complains. So what happens? The land says, I'll sing Shira. What do you mean the land? Nature. Nature says, The land. What do you think the reason he didn't say Shira for? Because he didn't want to take away from what God does every day. What we're used to. The Aret says, I'm going to sing Shira for him. Because that's exactly why he didn't sing Shira. Because really, all of life, all the Bria, is a Shira of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. It's Perak Shira. The Minak of some to say it at various times of the year. Perak Shira describes how all of nature works in perfect, perfect harmony together. Because when it comes to a Yaakov Avinu, when it comes to a Chizkiyo HaMelech, everything from their vantage point is the, is the same. Nason Teva. Again, I think I mentioned this last year from the Meshachachma, but there's one other source, which, uh, which I mentioned, but it's, uh, it's, too, it's too, uh, too important not to mention. The marshal given by Reb Dessler. Dessler writes in source number three, I gave it to you in Mechtem He writes, let me give you, let me give you a paint a picture for you. Imagine... We're in our kitchen washing our hands. We look out the window and all of a sudden we see the ground rumbling. The ground's rumbling. The ground's starting to shake. We don't know what's going on. And all of a sudden we're looking out, we're peering out and all of a sudden we see from the ground out shoots a finger. What is going on? What's happening? What is that? A finger? And all of a sudden the ground rumbles more and all of a sudden we see a hand come out of the ground. We start, we start schwitzing, we're sweating, we call, we call. Do you see what's going on here? What's happening? And slowly, slowly, an arm comes out, 
a torso, and we witness Tchiyas HaMesa. We witness somebody coming up from the ground. We are in shock. We faint on the floor. We can't believe it. Oh, oh. Yes, Rav Dessler, why is that any different than I put a little tiny seed into the grounds and I water it and I wait for the rain and after a few weeks, lo and behold, a blade of grass comes through the ground. A little twig, which then goes into a larger twig, which then turns into a trunk, which then turns into a large tree. What's the difference between a person coming out of the ground and a tree coming out of the ground? Says of Dessler, nothing. It's just what we're used to. We're used to trees coming out of the ground, so that's called nature. We're not used to people coming out of the ground, so that's called a miracle, Tchiesamesim. But really, says of Dessler, on line 13, we won't read the whole thing. Aval HaEmesu says Rav Dessler, Ki ein beineis v'hateva klum. Really, there's no difference between them. Hakol neisu. It is all neis. Kol ha'olam kulo, ein lo shum siba zulas v'ritsono yisbarach. There is nothing besides God. V'ritsono hainu ma'asav v'han hagaso. And his ratzon means what he does. He wills the world every second that it continues to exist. So that is why, says Rav Moshe, the first Pazit tells us, because really from his viewpoint, Malachim, Anashim, it was all the same, according to either opinion of the Medrash. Okay, moving right along, we come to, we've gotten feedback that I have to mention more Gras and more Gras, so mention another Gra, some of you might, uh, might, uh, might be familiar with this Gra. The Gra notes, that the Gemara says, we'll start off with the Gemara. The Gemara that the Gra quotes on line 13 in source number 4. Line 13. The Gemara tells us in Mesecha Sota, Amr Ebi Chanina Barashi Amarav, Talmud Chacham Sarach Sheyehebo Gaiva, Echon Mishmona Bishminis. A Talmud Chacham has to, have to, has, a, has to have a little bit of Gaiva. A little bit of, I wouldn't call it arrogance, but I would call it self-esteem, self-confidence. We mentioned this a few weeks ago from the Mishkan Betzalel, Rebbe and Antoninus, to be pr- a little proud. But how proud? Shminus Rebbe Shminus. An eighth of an eighth. One sixty-fourth. Right? An eighth of an eighth of, of Gaiva. So sometimes the Gemara gives a number, and some of Farshim say it's a guzma. The Gemara will say there are four hundred of these, four hundred of those. So what's an eighth of an eighth? What's a Shminus Rebbe Shminus? So says the Gra, Vayishlach is the eighth pasuk, is the eighth parsha. If you look at the eighth pasuk in the eighth parsha, Yaakov Avinu takes a little credit. Says the pasuk in Perak Lamed Beis, pasuk Yud Aleph, Yaakov Avinu davening, Katonti mikolach asadimu mikolach emes asherasis esavdecha. God, you, I feel that I've used up a lot of my zechuyos. I have a lot of schuyos. I feel that I've used it up because you've been so good to me. Ask the girl, what do you mean his own schuyos? Maybe it's schusavos. What about Havra? What about Yitzchak? My schuyos, I've, I've used up, what do you mean my schuyos? Is that, is that appropriate? Says the girl, that's the Shemina Shebeshminis. That's where Chazal learned it from. Eighth Parsha, eighth Pasik, right here. Katonti, Mikola Chasadim, Mikola Emezer, he says, Avdecha, that you have done to me, says the girl, that's appropriate. He's saying he recognizes what he's done, what he's achieved. He obviously realizes Chus Avos as well. But this is the remez 
in the Torah for that Chazal, Shemina Shebeshminis, that's what the Gros says on line 6, Dahatovos Shekfar Kibel Ha'adam Me'ashem Yisbarach Ba'avar Yeishlo Litzlos Ba'atzmo Kedei Lahaktenes Atzmo Lokin and Ivakish Hatzalo Tova Lasid. He goes into a little more detail, but for us we'll stop here. We'll just mention that Shmina Shebishminis, the eighth pasuk of the eighth parsha. That's the little appropriate self confidence that one could have. Okay, I'd like to spend a little time on three psukim earlier though. Periklamid Beis Pasaches. Yaakov Avinu, the Torah describes, is very fearful of the meeting that is going to take place. Vayira Yaakov Ma'od Vayetzerlo. He's fearful and it pains him. Vayetzerlo. Vayachat is a Amasherito and he splits the camp. He splits the camp. Rashi quotes, he got ready in three ways. He got ready for Tfilah. With Tfilah, he got ready as something a present and he got ready for Mohammed by splitting the camp. But what, many of the commentators are bothered, what is the double washon of Vayira Yaakov Ma'od? What is that double ashon? So we are going to have three ideas to explain what is the double ashon of Vayira Yaakov Ma'od Vayetzerlo. First we'll go with Rashi. can never go without Rashi. Vayira Vayetzer, Pasaches. Vayira Shema Yehareg. Yaakov is nervous that he was going to be killed. Right? Any normal person would be if he has to meet someone who recently... A couple years before, not so recently, but a couple years before, wanted to kill him. So he's worried he's going to be killed. Vayetzerlo im yaharoku etacherim. If he was going to have to kill others. So Yaakov Avinu, even though he was nervous about being killed, he was just as nervous as killing. Which is interesting because wouldn't this be self-defense? Right? He would be defending himself. So what's he so nervous about? So nervous about. So, so one of the Mepharshim on Rashi say, what does it mean? What does the Rashi say? V'yetzelo im yaroku es Esav, it should say. What do you mean es achirim? What other achirim are there? It's talking about Esav. So, no, maybe he's going to have to kill some of the other people involved and maybe he didn't, wouldn't really have to kill them. Maybe he could just wound them. Esav, Esav would go to the death. Maybe the other people he wasn't so sure about. What's called collateral damage. He thought he was worried about collateral damage. Right? Yaroku es achirim, Rashi says. But either way, he was worried about being killed and he was worried about killing. Idea number one. But then there's a second idea. What was he so nervous about? He was scared that he would be killed. But why was he, why was he so nervous? So there's a thought from a Shmuel Mulliver. It's one of the original Chavvesitzion. He lived from the, got his, uh, his, uh, his years, a little uh, autobiography, or biography, if anyone wants to look in, into it, 1824 to 1891. He was one of the original, uh, some of the tshuv is written to the Dolem in the 1800s about the, uh, about the Yishuv and uh, different halachas that apply, Knesset Laharabayas, to tshuvas of the Arach Laner and others were written to Rishmullah Mulliver, uh, who was one of the Dolem of the 1800s. So he has a following thought on this puzzle. Not focusing so much on the double Lashon, but maybe it's just why he was so scared. And that's why the Torah uses the double Lashon. <coughs> Source number five. Vayira Yaakov Ma'od. Amar Yaakov. Kol Hashanim Halalu. Who? Esav, Yosheb, Eretz Yisrael. Esav's been living in Israel all these years, in Eretz Yisrael. Tomar Shehu Ba'ilai Mekoch Yeshivas Eretz Yisrael. Says the Medrash, I'm nervous. He has the mitzvah of Yeshiv Eretz Yisrael. 
And that makes me very scared. Let's think about this for a minute. Who are we talking about? We're talking about Esav. Esav, Yodeyat Zayit Ish Sadeh. We're talking about an Esav. So okay, he's been living in Eretz Yisrael. Yaakov is scared? It's unbelievable. Yaakov Avinu Sheheyat Al-Atzma. What did Yaakov say? What does he say in the Parsha? We discussed this last year at length. Im Lovan Garti V'tayag Mitzvah Shamarti. I would live with Lavan and I was bakayim every detail of every one of the 613 mitzvahs. So what about Yishev Eretz Yisrael? Right? So you can say he, he learned about it. So it wasn't bakayim in, in the true sense. He didn't do karbonus either. But he says, Taim is a shamarti. Yifachid mitni. What? Yeah, like the... Well, it's probably a mitzvah according to him, according to Moshe, this anyway. But says the... Says the Rav Shmuel, Yifachid mitni Esav b'shil sharakim mitzvah achas it was Bakayim one mitzvah. Yishevaret Yisrael. Okay, maybe also Kibbut Aveim. But since the brachas, I don't know how much Kibbut Aveim he's been doing. Since Yitzchak gave Yaakov the brachas. But how are we supposed to understand this? Esau did every Aveir in the book. He did one. Yishevaret Yisrael. He wasn't even thinking about it. He just happened to live there. And Yaakov Avinu was worried? And he did all the other mitzvahs? Akarcha chata omer. What must you say? What do you see from this chazal? Ki mitzvah zu shel yeshivas Eretz Yisrael gam kishegoi ace of mamish mekayim osa even if you have a non-Jew being mekayim it an ace of yichol aliyos shkula neged kama v'kama mitzvus shetzadik tamim kamo Yaakov mekayim osa the power of the mitzvah of yeshiv Eretz Yisrael v'yalachas kama v'kama sheyeshivas Yehudi beEretz Yisrael afilu who make a roshav a mitzvah zacheros. Most of the brethren that we live with today, they might not be this, mo- they might not be so religious. A lot of them out there, but most of them are not like Esav. Most of them don't reach that darga of Esav who wants to kill his brother. That's already a, a certain mila. So Allah has come of a kama again. She shivas Yehudi Beret Yisrael. I feel who make a rosh of mitzvahs acheros. Chaviva lefnei makom v'lo lachidim amru chachamenu. He quotes a chazal that a kadosh baruch who loves those. The Bnei Eretz Yisrael. So Yaakov Avinu is so scared. The double Lashon, I'm so scared! What's he so scared about? He's scared about the schus of living in Eretz Yisrael that Esav has, that he hasn't had for more than 20 years. That's what Yaakov is scared about. Vayira Yaakov Ma'od Along the same lines, related to this idea, is a thought based on a Rashi. Rashi says... In on Pasach Chavdalit, a couple of Pesukim later, the story with Yaakov Avinu going back over the river. Hopefully, we'll get back to this at the end of the uh, the end of the shear. Pasach Chavdalit, Lamebeis Chavdalit. He gets up during the night. He brings his whole family over. A couple of things, a couple of bundles left in the car. Vayikachem. He takes them. Vayavirim is a nachal, and he passes over the nachal. Vayaver es asherlo, and he brings over what is his. One line in Rashi that we don't always focus on. What does it mean? He brought over what is his? Habehema v'hametaltolin. His animals and his movable items. He kept going, bringing them over back and forth and back and forth. So then Rashi adds in a line. Asa atzmo kegesher. He made himself like a bridge. Notel mikanu meniach kan. Imagine a river where you have one foot on one side and one foot on the other side. And you're schlepping things from one side to the other side. Bringing stuff back and forth. He makes it like, like a bridge. He's a bridge. He's going back and forth and back and forth. So Yaakov is doing. So, what is the message of that extra 
illustration Rashi gives. The Pasuk says he was bringing everything with him. But Rashi says, no, he was like a bridge. He had one foot over here, right? No Timikan, no Timikan, no Timikan. What exactly is the message of that? Of that illustration of that Chazal? So the Yem Abadim Smeicha, Rav Tachtel, one of the monumental works on the mitzvah of Yishev Eretz Yisrael, written by a by an unbelievable Gon Atzum, Rahman al-Islam killed in, killed in the Holocaust, but anybody, anybody who's familiar with the Sefer, he was a Hasidish Rebbe, and he wrote all of it in an attic, all from memory. It's unbelievable what's quoted in there. Not just Shas and Poskim, every Sefer under the sun, the, the Gon that he was. But the whole Sefer is about that Klai Yisrael has to go to Eretz Yisrael, but he has a thought in there on this Rashi. Rashi quotes the Medrash, he quotes on line 2, Behemoth HaMetalzalun, Us Asmo Kegesher. So, what does that mean? What's the message? He takes everything. He makes himself like a gesher. What is the illustration meant to teach us? Says the Ema Badim Smecha. Ach, nira, next paragraph. It's teaching us a tremendous message. Something that we all have to do. I already quoted from earlier Midrashim and what the Ramban made famous a la Torah. Everything that was done to the Avos was done in order to set the model and set it, put it into the Bria, what's going to happen to the later uh, generations. That's the blueprint. We carry out what they, what they created. Think about what happened to Yaakov. He's standing with war against his brother. He doesn't know who's going to win. And therefore he's very worried. He's bringing all his money. He doesn't know what he's going to have to give as a present to Esav. Now where it's underlined. This Medrash is giving us a little secret. How he was able to survive. How is he able to conquer the mighty Esav and the Saroshal Esav, which he was about to fight? He made himself like a bridge. What's a bridge? A Gesher has two legs, two sides. One leg of the bridge is on one side. And one leg of the bridge is on the other side. V'chein Yaakov Avinu. That's what Yaakov Avinu did. Tamid. He always had, wherever he was, he was by Lavan. But his other leg was always in Eretz Yisrael. He never had one leg out. He went to Gaulus for many de- for more than two decades. But he was a Gesher. He was a Gesher. He had one leg here. But his other leg was there. One leg I'm with in Esav, Harasha, and the other leg I'm safe, I'm keeping away from him. That is how he was able to do it. He never had two legs where Esav was. Maybe one leg there in, in Seir. But he always kept one leg in Eretz Yisrael. And that's how, says the Imam Abadim Smeicha, continuing in the, in the, on the next page, the next page, third line, Cain Anachnu Banav, so to we his children. 
If we are standing here in Golas, Rahman was killed. He was in Golas. If we're here in Golas with two legs and we don't have any thoughts and we don't have our heart and we don't have a leg, we don't have a leg in Eretz Yisrael, symbolizing our Tzipisal Yeshua, so then we were lost. Because we don't realize every Jew, wherever he or she is in the world, has to have one leg in Eretz Yisrael. One leg meaning their hearts, one leg meaning their thoughts, one leg meaning they realize that Golis is not eternal for the Jewish people. Yaakov told us how to be successful. Right? If you think about it, now it's an even greater deep insight. The question we asked before, what about the mitzvah of Yishev Eretz Yisrael that he was so scared about? The answer is maybe if he has one leg in Eretz Yisrael, that's the best he could do at that moment. He had to go find a wife. He had to go live there while Esav calmed down. But that he was still considered Mekayim, not on the same level as an Esav, who was actually there. But that's Vayira Vayetzer, the second shot. Rashi has number one. Rashi number one. He would be killed, he would have to kill. Number two is Vayira Vayetzer, he was just very scared of the schus of the mitzvah of Yishev Eretz Yisrael. And that's why he always tried to have two legs in Eretz Yisrael. And the third and final idea. One of my Talmudim this week says, says to me, Rabbi, says, Yetzir, you never quote enough Hasidish of arts. Says, you quote a lot of Graz and Beis Halevis. Don't quote enough Hasidish of arts. I say, okay, this week I'm going to quote one. So, here's a Kedushas Levi. Source number two, or Levi Yislami Radichev. I quote anybody. It's not the, uh, I don't think I'm, uh, I don't have bias. Somebody has something uh, that I can understand, so then uh, I could give over. I'll say, uh, I'll quote anybody. Says the Kedushas Levi. Vayira Yaakov Ma'od Vayetzerlo. What's the double Lashon? He was scared and he was scared. Oh, listen to this. Dehinei Hatzadik HaShalem Says Rebbe Yitzchak The ultimate, this is from the Likutim. It's not from the regular Klushas Levi HaShalem Ala Torah, but it's from the Likutim Klushas Levi Ala Torah. Hatzadik HaShalem Ha'ovi HaShem B'Tzmimus B'Chalibo A Tzadik who was perfect in his faith. Total faith, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Siyata Deshmaya, Hashem is in charge of everything. He is totally perfect in His, in his Shlemus. Ein kal v'lashon Nothing's going to affect me negatively. I know everything is Siyata Deshmaya. Everything is from God. Whatever happens was meant to me. I'm sitting in traffic for two hours, I'm supposed to sit in traffic for two hours. Okay, this is what HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants right now. This, I missed the bus, I missed the bus. Okay, I'm supposed to sit at the bus stop again for 15 minutes. What could you do? Right, I, if, it would have, if I would have come in out in two minutes, I wouldn't feel so frustrated that I just missed it. Why didn't it come two minutes ago? I have to go out there right now? Okay, what could I do? I missed this, I burned this, this didn't come out. And if, I, if I'm at Sadiq Shalem, then everything is benachat. I'm serene. V'kasha rohat Sadiq shu but if it's, if somebody realizes, if it's Sadiq Shalem feels himself worried, feels himself, oy, feels himself upset, then he says, I'm not at Shlemus. Because if I had complete Shlemus, if I was totally connected to God, if I was divinely plugged in, 
then nothing would bother me because I would realize it's all from Hashem. So what happened here? Vayira Yaakov Mo'od. Yaakov was scared. He was scared of Esau. And you know what? That bothered him, says the Kedusha Slavi. Vayitzer Lo. That ate him up. Why am I so scared? If I was Tariyag Mitzvah Shamarti, what am I worried about? Whatever happens is for the best. Gamzul Latova. Kol David Rachman Latavavid. Azai Vayitzer Lo. Hadover Azet Sarulo. That's the shot, line six. Vayira Yaakov, Pirish, Shahayim Isyare, he was nervous. Vilachain Vayetzerlo. And that's why he, that pained him. Dein Zemi Derachatzadik Shiyafachid Vayira. He says, that's why he was upset. We'll get back to this in a minute, but let's just finish. How does he continue the Pasik? So what does he do? Vayira Yaakov Ma'od. He was so upset, Vayetzerlo, that bothered him. So what did he do? Vayachatzadik Amashurito. He split up the camp. What do you mean, split up the camp? Says the Kedusha's lady, he took half blame. He couldn't take whole blame because, you know, if you take whole blame, you just get depressed and you won't, you won't be functioning. You won't, you won't, if you tell, oh, I'm such a terrible person. No, you can't do that. So he blamed it half on himself and then half on the environment around him and half on his education that maybe he didn't get a perfect education. That's why Yachat is all Masharito. Right? He split the machana. Skipping a few, uh, he says, uh, let's just read it. What do you mean, we and our forefathers sinned? Or blaming it on them? Yeah, grandpa made me sin. What do you mean, we sinned? What about our grandfather? The answer is no. A person has to take blame, but he can't just say, it's all my fault. He's got to take a lot of the blame, but then say, you know what, there's also other factors involved that maybe I have to work on those factors, recognize them, and overcome them. So that's what he says, maybe it means, Vayachas Esasher Ito, you got to split it. At the bottom of the page, Vayachas Esasher Asher Ito, she is Vadav Yasu Asman Beinonim, not going to go through the details here, but that's the Vayachas. I'm focusing on the first half of the Pasuk. Vayira Vayetzer, he was nervous, that itself made him upset. Vayetzer lo. Because the ultimate Ever Hashem, if we could reach that level, is when everything is shalem. We're not, we're not worried about things. Whatever happens is for a, from a Kaddish Baruch. We have to do our Ristavos. We've had this two other times. One time we've mentioned in the past, and one is a new idea. We mentioned this from the Shem and Atov in the past by Avram Avinu by the Akedah, one of the most amazing psukim in all of the Torah. By Yashkim Avram Baboker. We mentioned this this year or last year. Avram got up in the morning to do the Akedah. Says the Shem and Atov, he got up in the morning... He was able to sleep the night before. He was able to sleep. What do you mean he got up in the morning? That, meant, that means he slept. He took sleeping pills. By asking him How could he sleep in the morning? If we have to do anything that's a little bit nerve-wracking, we generally don't sleep. We're nervous. We have to catch a flight. We don't sleep in the morning before. What's going to happen? We have a big test the next day. Something's going to happen. I remember he just slept like a baby. He has to kill his son the next day. It's okay. Why? Because he had the Shavos HaNefesh. He, had, he was so calm. This is what HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants? This is what I'm going to do. Vayashkim Avram Baboker. He had that. Vayashkim Avram Avinu. And then the second idea, second source, which also reflects this, this, this calm, we have to have the serenity of mind of being an Eved Hashem, have this from the Chazonish. The Chazonish writes, in the Sefer Emunu Mitachon. Emunu Mitachon, the Ramban has an, an, an Emunu Mitachon. But the Chazanish also has a little kuntris called Emunu Mitachon. Where he writes in source number 9, Ta'us Noshenes. 
Nisazracha Belev Rabin Bemusag Bitachin. Many people have a false impression of what bitachon means. I have, I have bitachon. What does bitachon mean? Just the Chazanish, many people are mistaken. Shame bitachon, hamishamish lumida muhulala v'ikarit b'fiyach hasidim. Right? Those who are pious, right? Talk about bitachon, you gotta have bitachon, bitachon. What does bitachon mean? Nistovavav b'musag chova lahamin. It has to do with believing, but what do people think? Every occurrence that happens to me, nobody knows what's going to happen. There are two ways in front of me. Something good can happen and something bad could happen. I'd be talking that the good thing's going to happen. Yeah, it's okay. I know it's all good. I know the tragedy is not going to occur. I know that this is... Many people said the Sakhazanish thinks that that's Bitachon. Oh, if I think that the tragedy is going to occur, I'm a, I'm a lacking bitachon. Says the Chazanus, that's not right. Because Rachman al-Islam, tragedies happen. Rachman al-Islam, things don't always work out as planned or as we would have chosen. That's not bitachon. What's bitachon? bitachon. What does it mean? Levtach b'Hashem. Who ha'imun? It is the belief. She'ein mikre ba'olam. Bitachon means, says the Chazonish, that there's no coincidence. There's no happenstance occurrence in our lives. Anything that happens to us is from Hashem. And therefore, if something occurs to us, whether we like it or not, it can be tragic. Rachman al-Islan. But having bitachon means, I know this is from God. Mi pi'elyon, there's a pasuk in Eicha. Mi pi'elyon lo teitzei haroz v'atov, and some, many Mepharshim say it's a question, rhetorically. Doesn't everything, mi pi'elyon lo teitzei haroz v'atov, the rose and the tov come from God. What we, what it appears to us as rose also come from God. But bitachon means I know everything comes from God. And that's why the Gemara Bracha says that Bismana Zeh, we say two Brachas. We say Baruch Hatova Ametiv, and we also say Baruch Dayana Emes. In the future, we're only going to say Hatova Ametiv, no more Dayana Emes. But they're both Brachas. Because we acknowledge that from both extremes, it's all from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Rav Khan from YU once pointed out that two times, two times in Tanakh, we have the Pasuk, Yihishem Hashem Mevorach Me'atov Yadola. One of them we have. In Hallel, Hashem is praised. And the other time we have by Eof. Because both, we have to recognize both are brachas. Both of them come from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. That's what Bitachon means. She'ein mikreb ba'olam, klal, finishes the chazonish, rakakol me'ito yisbarach. Everything is from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And with that attitude, that'll give us the Shabbos HaNefesh, the serenity that we could have, what we could strive for to go through life when we meet a challenging event, that everyone has their own peckle and their own package in life of challenging events. So we have to realize it's from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. It's from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Like the Sefer Chinuch talks about the, the Isra of Nekama. We have to realize it's all from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. But that's the Kedusha Slevi. Vayira Yaakov Ma'od. Vayetzerlo. Why am I so nervous? I have to work on myself. I have to make sure that I have Shalvas HaNefesh and nothing's going to bother. Okay. Moving right along to a second Rav Moshe. Lamed Beis, Lamed Gimel. 
something that we spoke about at length last year. This year we'll just have one one quick thought on it. The story of Yaakov and, and the Malach having the fight. And at the end, the Malach hits Yaakov in the thigh. Yaakov starts limping. And because of that, we don't eat the Gid Hanasha. Lo Yochlo B'nai Yisrael is Gid Hanasha. Because of that event. Says of Moshe, this is a unique type of Zecher that we have in Halacha. It's a one-of-a-kind Zecher. Why? Tzorach lahavin. The Zecher that we have, that Yaakov beat the Malach, I'm in source 10, who be Isser Achilo to get Anasha, Shu be Sheval Tasa, Hefuch Mikolan Isim, Shahazecher Uba Maisa. Every other time we have to remember something in Yahadus, we have to do something to remember it. Right? Zecher Lechorban, we have to put ashes on the head of a Chassan. We have to break a glass. We have to. You know, uh, paint our house and dafka leave, uh, that's not called Sheval Tasa, leaving it bare, but, but it's, uh, Zechel Chorban, right? Sing Shira Malus on, uh, by Risuta. By the way, just as an aside, the Shlaha Kadosh in Simon, quoting the Mishnah Bruin, Simon Aleph and Shulchan Arach, he quotes, to remember the Chorban Abayas, you have to sing Shira Malus at every meal that you have when you don't say Tachnun, and Alnaras Babel, at every meal that you have when you do say Tachnun. For some reason, only Shira Malus had Mazel. Alnaras Babel didn't have Mazel. Right, why don't we say Alan Arras Bubbles during the week? Well, we're in a rush. Maybe we're in a rush during the week. There aren't as good tunes. Right? You can't, you, share miles, you can do to any tune you want. Just pick the tune, it fits. Right? Alan Arras Bubbles, there's like one or two tunes. It's a, the Shlur says it's the same, same thing. Share miles and Alan Arras Bubbles. So maybe we should, we should be mocked, but we don't know it by heart. We should learn it by heart. But that's, that's, and, and brackets. Anyway, so says the, um, says the Moshe, every Zecher, right, remembering Amalek. What do we do? We read Parsha Zachar. We do something. Every we what they remember Zechel in Israel. We eat matzah, we make kiddush, Zechel Maisa Bracious, so we always do something. Here's the first time we have to not do something to remember what happened. Right? He he, he made him limp and we don't do something. Why? Vu'ulai, says Ramosha, maybe. Line five. Mishum Sha'af Shalamod Binisyonos Hagalus, who Davargodom Maod, Vishar Harbeelze. Even though we know to stand up to challenges in life is a great feat. And we are all called upon to stand up to challenges. But the greater dream that we should have is that we're not even in the situation of the challenge. We have to meet the challenge when it occurs. But we have to, we can't say, okay, I'm going to meet the challenge. No, we have to daven that we don't have to have the challenge. As we dive in every morning, we don't want the challenge. And it's better if I know that a certain situation would be challenging for me and then I, I uh, remove myself and I don't even have that situation. We'd rather not want it. We'd rather not even be in the situation. So as a hint to that, this fight, this challenge that Yaakov had with Sar Shal Esav, as he's in Golis and he's on his way back to Eretz Yisrael, maybe we don't do something to reflect that we'd rather not have to do this in the first place. We'd rather... We'd rather not have to fight the Malach. We'd rather r- avoid the Malach entirely. Right? This is what Moshe says here. Where Moshe echoes this thought in his own commentary later on in the Torah. 
the beginning of Parshas Vayeshev, where the Pasuk says that Yosef HaTzadik, when he is overcoming the temptation of Eshes Potiphar, the Pasuk uses the Lashen in bold print in Source 11, Vayazo Bigda Biyada, Vayanas Vayetze Hachutza. He runs outside and he goes outside. Vayanas Vayetze Hachutza. Double Lashen. What's the Vayanas Vayetze Hachutza? So says our Moshe, it's the same point. Vayanas, he runs away from her. So he, he conquered, but he's still there. But then Yosef says, I'd rather not even be in the situation. He goes outside. Because it's a greater halachic man not to meet the challenge, but to be roes hanola, to see the challenge of the distance and say, you know what, I'm not even going to put myself into that situation. If I know that I talk next to somebody in shul, I'm going to change my seat. Right? I'm not going to overcome. Right? I'm just going to, I'm going to, I'm going to move. If I know that a certain situation is difficult and challenging for me, then I'm just not going to go into that situation. That's that's what's got, that's the godless of a of a halachic person, and that is says Ramosha what's meant by the sheva altase, the not doing something to have the zecher to the gid hanasha. Okay, paraklamet hey, pasigud. We have the next av. Whose name is changed? Right, we had it earlier from the Malach, but then Hakadosh Baruch Hu does it in Pasuk Yud. Lamed Hey Yud. Yomer Lo Elokim Shemcha Yaakov Lo Yikare Shemcha Od Yaakov Kiim Yisrael Yeshemecha Vayigra Shemo Yisrael. Hashem calls him Yisrael. As we know, Yaakov's name was changed and Avram's name was changed, but the Gemara in Brachas tells us that if I call Avraham, nowadays Avram, I, that, that's not good. I transgress a certain concept. You can't call Avraham, Avram. you got to call him Avraham. you got to call him Avraham. That's his name. His name was changed. Yaakov, you can still call him Yaakov. That's okay. Last Amud in the first paragraph of Zechus Brachas. Yaakov keeps Yaakov, even though he got, he got a name addition. He didn't get a name change. And the question that many of them are first asked is, what's the difference? They both had their name changed. Yaakov is still called Yaakov. It's fascinating to do a to do a study for the rest of Sefer Bracious. From here on in, when is he called Yaakov and when is he called Yisrael? My Rebbe of Rosenzweig, I think I mentioned this also at some point that in the in the past, that Yaakov is generally associated with his personal life, while Yisrael is when he's on the national stage doing something for Kal Yisrael. You have to work out all the details, but Yaakov and Yisrael. But anyway, the Gemara says that you can still call Yisrael, you can still call Yisrael Yaakov, but not Avram. Why not? So two ideas: one short charifus, and one a little larger idea. One short one, which I really, I found after Parsha's Lech Lecha, so I felt bad I didn't mention the Lech Lecha, but I got it in here. So it's the one that you can mention uh, basically any Parsha in Sefer Bracious. So it's a good, nice, quick Dvar Torah to have. And the people will smile after they hear the Dvar Torah. Um, what's the Dvar Torah? It's on a Rashi in Parsha's Lech Lecha. Rashi says, the Pasuk says that Hashem promises Avram Avinu that I will make your name great. Va'agadz shemecha. I will make your name great. Beginning of Parsha's Lech Lecha. What does that mean? Rashi says, source number 12, this is from Elahe Moadai, which is a beautiful kovitz of little divrei Torah. Mavar Rashi, Yaakov. What does it mean? I'll make your name great. This is what it means, Elokei Yaakov. What does that mean? I'll make your name great, and that's Elokei Yaakov. Ma'akesher. Between making your name great and Elokei Yaakov. So he quotes from Rav Shimshon Me'istrapolia. 
was a lot of these types of thoughts. So what's, the, what is the, what's the connection between making your name great and okay, Yaakov? So he says, if you think about it, if you add up all the letters of Avraham, Yitzchak, and Yaakov, how many letters are Avraham, Yitzchak, and Yaakov? All those letters, 13. Sarah, Rivka, Rachav, Aleya, add up all the letters, 13. Each of the Avos, add, the Avos and the most respectively add up to 13, and that's Echad. They each form a unit, Echad is one, so each of the Avos form a unit, and each of the Imos form a unit. Together, they come together, 26, that's Yudke Vavke, that's the connection to Echadish Baruch Hu. you have Echad, Echad, and together they form the unit of connecting to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. The Shivtei, Ka, and the Avos, even before that, relate to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So that's part one. You have Echad, you have Echad, and then you have together Yudkei Vavkei. But, says HaKadosh Baruch Hu, when his name was originally Avram, this only works because it's Avraham. When it was Avram, it didn't work. Avram was one letter short. It's only 12. So Hashem says, I'm going to make your name great. Avraham. I'm making your name great. I'm adding a letter to your name. Avraham. So that's going to work out. But I'm I'm making your name great. But if I make your name great, I can't use Yisrael. Because that'll add on an extra letter. So if I'm making you, I'm making your name bigger. You know what? I still got to keep Yaakov on the other end. Because I got to keep it all equal. I got to keep the 13 and the 13 adding up to the 26. So that's why Vagal Okay, so that's an answer to our Pasuk of why he still had to be Yaakov. Couldn't just be Yisrael. So that is a thought. That is just a um, little one that you could just back pocket vart that you could repeat. But there's a, another idea, a more substantive idea from the Yerachayim HaKadosh. The Yerachayim in Source 13 tells us, ask the same question, what's the difference between Yaakov and Avraham? Says the Yerachayim. The year where it's underlined. Kiesh Tam There is an important reason. Vahu Lamasha Kadam Lanu. What we have already mentioned in the past. Kishemos Beneha Adam Heim Shemos Nafshosam. The name that we have is the name associated to our Nishama. Our name is our Mahus. It's our essence. And the Gemara in Bracha says, Shamos, Shamos, HaKadosh Baruch Hu gave a name to everything. What does it mean he gave a name to everything through Adam Arishon? It means that the name of something is the essence, represents the essence of that item. If somebody's name is Noam, so Ne'ima, that, that essence is a reflection of the Mahus of that person. V'hinei, Yaakov, Yisham Nefesh Haisalo. Yaakov is what he was named. He was called Yaakov. You can't change a person's essence. His essence is who he is. You could add on to his essence. You could give him more, you could get more attributes. Hashem gave him an extra bracha to call him Yisrael. Kisarisa. But he's still Yaakov. Because you can't change your true essence. You got both. You can't lose Yaakov. Avraham, he's still Avraham. Expanded. Avraham is just an expansion of Avraham. So therefore, if you call him Avram, you're just limiting. He has an expanded essence now. You didn't warn okay or anything by calling him Avram. Avram is Avan Aram, and now Avamun Goyim. 
So Avraham, it's fine. It's not a problem to say this is your name now. You can't. Nekar the Rishon. Because there, it's not an Akira. Because the name of a person is a reflection of who he is. Rabbi Simon writes in Source 14 in the Imre Baruch, when he quotes this idea from the Yerachayim HaKadosh, he quotes in the second kal, in the second paragraph, "V'zeu kavishin is buyer she'etzem nefesh ha'adam umahuto i'efshar l'shanos." We can't change our inherent nature. Ela tzrichim lahadricha ulechavno b'derech hanachon. We have to channel our nature to whatever derech we can. We all have a nature, though, of them ourselves. We each have our own unique characteristics, our own abilities, our own talents. And we, have, we are obligated to try to use our talents. Whatever it is, we have to find those talents. But that's our mahus. And he even quotes it from Rav Chaim Vital, the star pupil of the Arizal, who says, line 2015, sometimes parents, the night before they name their child, they're going back and forth. Oh, this name, that name, what are we going to do? Sometimes the morning of, and sometimes, there's one story, uh, uh, somebody in, um, in the pre- previously, that uh, friends of ours that had twins, that had twins, and they had a, an index card. An index card, with the, with the bris happened the same day, twin boys, and they had an index card with the two names. This is going to be the, the, the first one born, and this is going to be the second born. It's a true story, true story, one of my uh, balabatim. And um, so he, and then at the bris, he gives the the uh, the Baal Kriya Shame the card, and the Baal Kriya Shame called. It was two different grandfathers, whatever it was, and he called the older one by the one that was supposed to be the younger name, and vice versa. Messed it up. Messed it up. Mamish. At the time, it was it was it was not uh, it was not pretty. Now, I wasn't there, but I heard the story afterwards. But he says, as the children got older, it was obvious that the names that they got fit who they were, fit the families that they were from, and everything is Yatat Shmaya. But says Rav Chaim Vital, Kasha Nola Adam. So there was someone else in the shul who had twins, and the first person went over to that person and said, not on the same index card. Gave him the, <laughs> gave him the, uh, the uh, message. Kasha, line 15. Ki Kasha Nola Adam v'karam lo avivimo shame. When parents call a, per, a name to a person, it's not, oh, that's the name they picked. Kaddish Baruch Hu puts that name into the mouth of the parents, into the mind of the parents, to call that name what, um, the, to reflect the essence of the person. But that's why, Yaakov, you can't change Yaakov. But Yisrael, to Yisrael, from Yisrael, to Israel, but Avraham is just an expansion. And just one more source along these lines, and then we'll get to the final thought of the night, is the Grand Mishlei, which has come up in the past, and that is, oh, actually, two more, two more sources here. Sorry, Chanoch Lenar Pidarko says the pasuk in in Mishlei says the Gro. What does it mean, Alpidarko? We all have our own derech, and you can't change that derech. We can only channel that derech. If there's a certain personality trait. Midos, we could challenge. Okay, I'm, I'm, uh, you know, I'm an angry person. What can I do? No, we got, to, we have to channel it. We have to make sure that uh, overcome our urges, our negative urges. But we all have different. Some people are more laid back. Some people are more uptight. Some people are this or that. That cannot be changed. That has to be challenged. Says the Gra in in Mishlei, he quotes the Gemara and Shabbos, which we don't go into now. But there's one other thought related to this, which I don't think I mentioned before. And then we'll finish up. And that is the Rambam on the last Mishnah Masechus Makas. Mishnah Pesachas Makas, famous Mishnah, Rechinin Makasha Omer, 
Rabbi Chanin ibn Akashi says, Ratzah Kodesh Baruch Hu Lezakos Es Yisrael. Hashem wanted to be mezaka and give merit to the Jewish people. L'fichach hirbalan Torah mitzvahs. So he gave us a lot of mitzvahs. What is chutz? We have 613. Baruch Hashem. Ask the Maharal. Ask the Rambam. Ask many Mepharshim on the Mishnah. One second. Let's think about it for a minute. Wouldn't it be easier to have 10 mitzvahs? It's such a schus. We have 248 things we can't do. You know, is that, is that, is that a schus? Right? Wouldn't it be a schus to have less mitzvahs? So many mitzvahs, that's a schus? Says the Rambam, the Rambam, Maharal has his answer. But what's the Rambam's answer? The Rambam says, we all have different personalities. We all have different mitzvahs that inspire us, that we connect to. Different mitzvahs that we connect to. Hashem gives us so many mitzvahs because there's at least some of them or at least one of them that's going to be our mitzvah. That we're going to, when we do that mitzvah, it's going to be, it's going to connect to our neshama and it's going to connect because we're all so different. Everybody's so different. So everybody, Baruch Hu gives so many mitzvahs. You don't have to change who you are to be inspired by a mitzvah. There are so many of them. Something's going to get you. So this is all related to Yaakov and Yisrael versus Avraham and Avraham. just want to end with one more thought, which I just found last night. That's why it's not on the sheet, but it's on the extra sheet. Uh, part of it, those listening online, you have the second half of the source uh, in, but feel free to open up a chumash and look in the earlier part of the Rashbam. The Rashbam, the ultimate, or one of the ultimate pashtanim on chumash, gives us an insight into the war and the fight between Yaakov and the angel. Let's go back to the Pesukim for a minute. And this is what the Rashbam does many times. The first Rashbam in next week's parasha, parasha by Yeshev, he writes there that his job in, in life, in his commentary on the Torah, is to write a commentary that is Pshuto Shal Mikra. And he writes there amazingly that he spoke to his grandfather, Rashi, and Rashi told him that if he would have had more time in life, he would have written his commentary over again, more connected to Pshuto Shal Mikra. That's what he quotes from his grandfather Rashi. That's the Rashbam. And last year we gave it a, we gave a unique shot of the Rashbam about Mechiras Yosef. The brothers didn't really sell him. You can listen to that shear from last year. But, says the Rashbam, look at these Psukim. Look at these Psukim. Starting with, he start, Yaakov Avinu is starting on his way back and he, he, he sends the present to Esav and then we pick it up in Pasach of Gimel. He just sent the present. Vayakam Balayla Hu. He gets up during the night. He takes his wife and servants and children and he goes over to Mavar Yabok. He takes them over the river. He takes everything he, he, he had. And Yaakov is left alone and he starts fight, has the fight with the angel. So this is understood as he was, pass, excuse me, he was passing them over the river and, you know, he, was, he met the angel. If, if we don't know anything, we're just reading the Torah Shebech what does it sound like? First of all, what do you mean Balai Lahu? What's he doing during the night? People don't usually travel at night. Vayakam Balai Lahu. He gets in the middle of the night. He's doing this. Why is he doing this in the middle of the night? And he takes his wife and kids and they go over the valley. Where are they going? Where are they going? And he goes, he goes over the It's like he's rushing. He's going back and forth and back and forth. He's getting everything. Says the Rashbam. Uniquely. Unbelievable pshat. Vayakam Balai Lahu. He was trying to run away. He was doing it during the night because he didn't want to fight it. He didn't want to meet Esau. He sent all the presents and now he was going the other way. 
Vayakam balayla hahu, says the Rashbam and Pasach of Gimel, Niskaven livroach derech acheres. He was trying to run away. Velafichach, over anachab alayla. That's why he was doing it at night. Right, look by David when he wants to run away from Avshalom. He's doing it at night. Look when everybody wa- anybody wants to run away from somebody, he does it at night. Ma'avar yabok, ma'avar wasamayim k'deh levroach. Pasach hafhei, vayivaser Yaakov levado. What does that mean? He's rushing to take all of his property. And he's He doesn't want Esav to meet him. He's scared. And he fights with the Malach. You know what the Malach was doing here? It was a Malach that Hashem sent to tell him, no, 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 no. You got to go fight Esav. You got to go and meet Esav. Hashem promised that he's going to take care of you. What do you think you're doing? You're running away. You don't believe him? You go to Esav and you see that nothing's going to happen. Because Hashem already gave you the promise. He's not going to beat you. You'll be able to do it. And that's what it says. In the morning, he says, Let me go. Yaakov realizes he can't run and hide anymore. It's the morning. He can't go in the stealth of the night anymore. It's too late. So he just has to continue on his way. Says the Rashbam, we try to want to run away from what God's destiny is for us. And that doesn't work. Because if God tells us to go somewhere and he has a destiny for us, there's no running away from it. And says the Rashbam, there are four people in Tanakh where God wants them to go somewhere. They try to go the other way. And it doesn't work. Because God's will always prevails. God's will always prevails. So I asked this to a few people today. I see you're all thinking about it with your eyes. Right? Three out of four are somewhat more obvious. So Yaakov is a new one. Where else do we have it? Yonah. Yonah is the obvious one. Who else? There's another one that's semi. Few people got. Moshe Rabbeinu. And Parsha Shmos. He doesn't want to go back to Mitzrayim. And someone said it. Bilam. Bilam's a little different. Hashem told him not to go, and he went. But Hashem said, go back to home. Says the Rashbam, Bilam, and Moshe, and Yonah, and Yaakov, all thought that they could, quote-unquote, they thought they had a better idea than God. No, 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 I'm going to go this way. God says, no, you're going the way I say to go, because when we have the destiny of God, and He's talking to us, telling us to go somewhere, we follow. And even if we think we know better, we follow. That's what he says in the words underlined now in the or in Pazach Haftes. Moshe Rabbeinu Shlach Nabi Atishlach and Hashem gets angry at him. If we know what God's calling is, we have to follow it, and everything will work out. And like we said before, the Kedushas Levi. You have to realize that everything is the Yarashah.